Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Sooner Nation? I'm Danny Stutzman, and I'm here with my amazing co-hosts, Jaron Kanick and Jeremiah Hall. We are back for another episode. I know it's probably a little, you know, lonely without us, a little, you know, not as much energy with just the old guys, you know, the old heads running the show. We appreciate what B-Willie and Jay Hall and Nick did last episode, but, you know, the fresh duo's back, and we're excited for another episode of the podcast on the prairie presented now by crimson and cream so that's pretty cool that's what's up you know getting some sponsors out there and uh yeah another episode good to be back You came out dissing me already. You know, and Braden's throw, not even here to defend himself. I mean, you know, you had a, you had a week off from, you know, getting attacked, so it's good to be back. Yeah, I like the decoration you see, though. You like that? That's a neat. Look, I got a couple more right here. Also, you, start, you started playing Christmas music yet? <laughs> oh yeah, bro. We did Day. We did decorations in the tree and everything. I think like three days ago, November fifth. It's time. Yeah, I got, I got like the reindeer time. ears and the little, you know, red nose on my car right now. Looks I got sweet. the lights up. I got the lights up. I think I'm gonna wait till December first to put the tree up. Seems Bro, whenever y'all do media now, right you there. gotta like, you gotta make it themed, like holiday themed. Like I always wore like my red Santa hat, the Christmas hat. Well, you didn't have any hair. <laughs> yeah, what, am I, what am I stuck for you, huh? Bro, we're not even two minutes into the podcast. <laughs> Wait, so you would have like for media, you just have it around, like because I not like we have time to go to the locker room. I feel like they're. Oh yeah, bro! Like I saying after like, a game. Uh yeah, I just keep it around the locker. Like when we went to San Antonio, okay. I always had it on me, like stuff like yeah, that, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll do something like that for sure. I'll make sure it's my locker for after this game. Have, yeah. have it on me. I got the idea from Dimitri. He was always good with the media, so I was like, I'm gonna be better really? than him. So, yeah. I'm passing I got, a sick, I got a sick fur coat I'm going to start wearing once it starts getting a little colder. Ooh. You really yeah. are a Kansas boy. Nah, fur it's, coat. Like, it's not something you'd find in Kansas. It's like, I, don't, I can actually put it on right now if you really want to see it. But. Nah, we'll save it. <laughs> we, we'll can save it. we can move on. We can move on. Danny, do they sell fur coats in Florida? Uh, No. I mean, probably some places, but I, like, why would you ever need a fur coat in Florida? Yeah. But maybe, I'll, maybe I'll get one. You know, maybe... I, they saw, I, I put I put on I saw Barry Switzer's like old fur coat. It was pretty dope. So hey, what's y'all's take on like, like animals and like that whole situation? Like fur it up, fur it up, love me a mink coat. Oh my god, love me a fur coat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro, how's y'all week? How, well, shoot, it's Wednesday. We're getting later and later on our recordings, man. We got to get back to doing them on Sundays. Um, I mean, I, I'd be down for Sundays. We just don't know with, with B Willie. I feel like that's kind mm, of the yeah. I know, man. It's kind of. I feel like we wait for him all week, and, and then he's just, just like, like, I can't do it. Yeah, Sorry, I'm like, okay, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah, he's a busy man. Adult mm, all right, B Willie, it's all good. Mama Reddick, I know you're listening. Tell your son to be a little bit more proactive. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Let's let's be honest here. 
I feel like college players probably have busier schedules than NFL players. Bro, of course. So, like, we can't give B-Way that excuse of, you know, he's a busy guy. Yeah, well, I mean, he's he's two hours behind us, though, too. Yeah, true. So, I just give you more time. Yeah. Because y'all didn't get out till y'all were just in there till like, what, 9.15? I got in the facility at 7 a.m., and we basically left at, like, around 9, 9.30. So that's like Golly. 14 and a half hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, did y'all see the short clip of uh, Drake? Mm-hmm. I'm in this facility 10 hours a day. Yeah, like 10. We're it's, here 14, that's 15. That's it. That's it. Like, yeah. Offense, yeah. Doesn't, offense I, that's it. That's all you guys didn't do. Know you had, didn't know you had all that free time, Drake. <laughs> must, must be nice, dude. Like, dude. Wow. Like, I wish I could do? be there for 10 hours. Like, that must be What do you do amazing. all day, bro? Like, come yeah. on. Bro, I mean, we did talk about this a little bit earlier in the season. The offense always gets out earlier than defense does. Yeah, 10 always. hours. Yeah. I was like, wow, like football guy. Great quote. Don't don't get me wrong. We love Drake. Drake's a great Drake's leader. so jealous that he's not getting the attention. Like what? But no, it was a good clip. It was a good clip. It was a good clip. It was very Bob Stoopsious. Like, mm-hmm. it, was it just felt like a classic. I don't know. Hmm. Danny, are you jealous? The attention's not on you. No, you need to I get back to get. on the field. So that way, that's where we need you. We need you back. Yeah, on I, the I'm, field. Wor- I'm working on that. I wanted to play Oklahoma State. You know, I really, I tried everything, man. I I did everything you could do. I got treatment every single day. Yeah. You know, on the day of the game, took every every pill, every shot, every numbing thing, and it ain't work, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? What? What was like? the decision or what happened that made you just like, you know what, this, we're not going, it's not going to work. Cause I know they like were I, trying to get you out there. So like, I didn't really do much all week, you know, like I did. So, you know, but blue I was jersey? not even blue. wasn't even like, I was hardly really practicing. Oh, you know, I could, yeah, I was in a boot. So, and then obviously I knew the game, but I was still keeping up with how much I usually watch film. Maybe a little less because I'm getting treatment instead of times where I'm usually watching film. But at mm-hmm. night, I'm always, you know, doing that. So really, like, Friday before the game was kind of my, like that pre-practice, like that walkthrough we do before we go was kind of really my first, like, time testing it out. It was a little iffy. But we still had another day. So we'll see her from there. And then kind of pre-practice, uh, like, the, you know, pre-game when you have your, your own time to do stuff out on the field. Yeah. So that was, like, my first time testing it out. And um, I was like, oof, man, it's a, little, it's a little rough. And then obviously, and then I was like, all right, well, we'll try, you know, pregame. And I did that. And I finally did some drills like hitting. You know, he does some hitting drills. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing to like just be going on it. And then you put like 230 pounds of resistance on it. Yeah. And it's like, man, this, is, this yeah. ain't going to hold up. So kind of had to make that decision. It really stunk. But, you know, you don't want to just force yourself out there, hurt it even worse, and then be out another two weeks. So, but hey, Kip, Kip did a phenomenal job stepping up, filling that really? role. You know, that's been a dude who, you know, kind of plays like me in a way, you know, all flying around with the ball, has those like crazy instincts, you know, undersized, but, you know, you can't really tell, man, really comes out of his hips, does a tremendous job just, you know, being around the ball. And, you know, he obviously played his heart out. And you know, it was, it was emotional for him after the game, you know, because, you know, being his first start, you know, playing so hard and, you know, I, I felt that, you know, kind of last year, you know, just giving it your all and just falling up short because mm-hmm. I wanted to be there for him. I was trying to be in his ear the entire game, you know, kind of just keep continuing to be that leader on the sideline. 
and just, you know, don't let up, don't let up what I usually do when I'm playing out there. Just, I can't be on the field with them, but I want to be on the sideline to motivate everyone. But yeah, when, when Kip was in that locker room, you know, it hurt to see that because, you know, I wanted it so bad for the entire team and him. You know, he, he played so hard, man. He worked his tail off that entire week to get ready. And, you know, but, you know, it's a life lesson for him, man. You know, sometimes your best just isn't good enough and you got to learn from that. And it is what it is, but really proud of him and the guys. I thought he did a good job of, like you said, stepping up and flying around. Uh, one thing I noticed just as like an old head, the difference, and this is where when me and what me and B Willie always talk about, just the instinctual aspect of it. Like he was there, but the difference between you and him is like that one step, you know, mm-hmm. that 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 extra step of experience, you know. But yeah, no, it than, comes a time for sure. You, it, know, seeing, you know, I'm making those same mistakes last year. He's making so now he's you know to see him go through those little growing pains. You know, it mm-hmm. takes time. You see with Jaron, too, like he's right there. And just, you know, something that comes with experience. Mm-hmm. Jaron, what was it like playing out there with Kip last weekend? You know, like Danny said, Kip's, Kip's a baller, man. He, he has great instincts, uh, flies around, comes out of his hips really well. It was, it was awesome getting out there with him. I think he might be a little faster than Danny. So having, yeah. having that speed on the field is, is fun to play with. And then, you know, pretty much just Kip like Danny said. Kip also weighs 40 pounds less than me. Let's put that on the record. Yeah, so uh, Danny, a Danny, more, Danny's little, sneaky fast now. Don't don't sleep on Danny. A little little He's, bit more weight on my in my backpack than Kip. Yeah, but no, it was, it was great playing next to Kip. You know, he's ever since we got here, he's been one of our one of our most committed dudes. You know, he's all about the grind, flies around. It shows him on tape all the time, just flying. What's up, buddy? No, he flies to the ball. He flies to the ball, flies around, gives great effort when he's out there. Is was something funny, Danny? No. I, I love right. the way you're describing Kip doing a tremendous job. You know, Kobe, Kobe as well. Kobe also stepped mm-hmm. up. Kobe did a tremendous job. You know, he got a lot of play time there. That's not a young guy. You know, that, them three, that's kind of like the three musketeers, man, coming in last year and kind of just seeing the growth from all three of them, you know, Kip, Jaron, and Kobe. You know, it's really great, you know, to see them go out there and just really play, you know, play their tails off, give it all they got. And, you know, see the growth from last year to this year is it's phenomenal, man. Really proud of that hard work. You know, especially Kobe, dude, probably one of the smarter guys in the room. You know, he knows kind of everything, you know, probably not the, the fastest, but he makes up for it with his game knowledge. And it's, it's great to see him out there. He just, you know, playing, flying around, just, you know, with concrete in his helmet. Just so mm-hmm. the fans or just so our listeners know, Kip finished 15 total tackles, nine of them solo. And then Dobie had the next person after that, seven total tackles, four of them solo. And then Kobe McKenzie, seven tackles, two of them solo. What was you guys' perspective on defense out there? Because honestly, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think that you guys were doing bad. You know, I felt like they made some good plays. Y'all made some good plays. Um, what, what, what was it out there like? What was it on the field? Because I know as the game went on, the the fans were a little bit frustrated. But what were you guys feeling in the moment? I mean, Jared, I mean obviously, miss you know missed a couple of plays there, missed a couple of run fits down the stretch, and just you know at the end of the day, like you said, I I didn't think we played. Uh, that bad, you know. Obviously, there's there's always little things to learn from and, and mistakes to correct. But you know, kind of just what I what I just mentioned on just just a couple run fits here, or a couple uh, you know missed assignments here, or getting out leveraged. Uh, you know, we clean that stuff up, and it's and it's a different game. But you know, like I said, I I didn't think we played all that bad on defense. Obviously, not good enough to win. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Danny, what were you thinking? Kind of you know being on the sideline watching. You know, very very tough to you know watch a game like that. But, um, yeah. you know, I think, you know, defense had played with tremendous effort. You know, they were always, you know, it was probably our most physical game when you're, when you're watching it. 
you know, really attacking that running back. There was there was one play where we had a third down pressure and they ran a counter and it, it busted for 35 yards. You take away mm-hmm. that play and he rushed for under 100 yards and three yards a carry, you know, with with 33 carries, you know, it's not too bad. But, you know, that play happened, you know, kind of made him look a little bit better than, you know, I think we did a tremendous job just stopping that run. Our run fits were pretty good with having a lot of younger guys, you know, especially like Robert Jennings Spears, you know, stepping up at free safety, doing a tremendous job, you know, fitting gaps. But, you know, it is what it is. I think when it came down to it, we, we did really good. You know, we had those two fourth down stops, which are huge, you know, momentums. We had that that interception. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think we're where we wanted to be defensively. You know, when there's situations like that, where we haven't backed up. We, we can't we can't let up a score right there, especially a touchdown like that. You know, where we want to be defensively, that's something that we can't do. You know, I think in the past we've been able to get away with it. But we, we pride ourselves on our defense. We want to be the reason why we win these games. You know, that's just not good enough at the end of the day. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, offense has to handle their business. You know, we still gave them a, a chance to score and win the game. But if we want to be a great defense, you know, where we the Oklahoma is now known for their defense and what we said that's what was our goal, then that stuff can't happen point blank, period. So we have, still have to approve on that. You know, we, we put a lot of good stuff on tape. But at the end of the day, there was still a lot of mistakes that we need to, uh, need to fix and correct. And yeah. that's what we're doing every single day. You know, we've obviously made – huge strides from where we were a year ago today and every single day we're continuing to work on that you know guys are committed every single day with excellence and we're just making strides you know one day at a time mm-hmm. i'll i'll get to the offense in just a second here young buck don't you worry all right what's good sooner nation we are excited to have crimson and cream the official nil collective of ou athletics as a new presenting sponsor of the podcast on the prairie for the remainder of the season Crimson and Cream recently announced the launch of their OU Ascend program. In addition to exclusive meet and greets and new content, merchandise, and events coming soon, members now automatically receive cash back on purchases at everyday retail locations just for supporting the Sooners. Whether it's shopping at Walmart or Target, buying tickets to games on Ticketmaster, or hanging out down at O'Connell's, your membership now provides more value than ever before. Crimson and Cream is running a giveaway promotion for four sideline passes to this upcoming weekend's game against West Virginia, as well as a $100 Hal Smith gift card. They'll be doing giveaways for cool experiences and prizes every month. So sign up at CrimsonandCreamCollective.com today using the link in our bio. It helps the show and it helps the Sooners. Jared, first time in Boone picking stadium, bro. What was the experience like? What was the fans being right there on top of you like? Talk about it. Yeah, I mean, that was something that the, the coaches kind of hyped up going into the week. You know, it's it's a cool environment, a lot of energy, a lot of juice, you know, with the fans banging on the pads and, you know, just being so close to that environment. You know, the co- like the coaches said, they're going to be calling you out. They're going to be calling your family out. They're going to be saying all kinds of crazy stuff about you, and they're right there. And so, you know, it's it's cool to play in a, in a kind of a hostile environment like that. But at the end of the day, like, you know, I, I think it's pretty easy to kind of tune all that stuff out and just get really – like immersed in the moment and focus on the game, but it's, it's a cool place to play in. You know, I admire you for saying that it's easy to tune all of them out because I, I didn't think it was always so easy. I wish that we could set a recorder there just right behind the bench, right behind the bench and just put it out on our own Twitter and just let all the fans hear what they say to us during the game. Like, Oh my, Oh my God. Like I, I'd say, Oklahoma State and Texas Tech are probably the worst hecklers when it comes down to the Big 12. Like I'm saying, like, it's FU this, it's it's TCU. TCU last year was was actually like probably worse than Oklahoma State even. TCU's student section was right behind the bench. Last year oh, we yeah. went to Fort Worth. 
that was a really hostile environment. You know, obviously we're getting our butts kicked, so it was kind of a little that added on to it a little bit. But they were they were doing pretty much the same thing, calling everybody out. And you know, I didn't play at all last year against TCU, so I was like, I was kind of like more listening to what they were saying and kind of yeah, I, I could hear it a little more, and it was it was kind of crazy, you know, just from my point of view. I don't know. I like TCU's through section. That banging on the wall uh, patch of the week. I don't think it's it doesn't even get that loud. Like I'm I'm saying like they hype it up so much. Like, let's be real. Like you, it's not like it's like doom the whole stadium does. There's like some dude like some drunk dudes here and there that are doing it. Realistically, it's not a thunderclap. Ain't nothing crazy. Yeah, it's, I think it's, Cincinnati. It's Cincinnati got Cincinnati, way louder than yeah. Than for sure. did at any point, like, but Cincinnati you know, was crazy. I, it was kind of like deja vu. I'm not gonna lie. Like, compared to like my freshman year, you know, two mm-hmm. years ago. You know, I was literally at the same locker as last, as from like two years ago, and then my freshman year, I actually got a concussion on like the opening kickoff. Like they had like a wedge, and I like I was the wall breaker. You know, basically like the young guys are on the kickoff to destroy the wedge, and that was my job. It was actually I think the play they scored they they took the kickoff to the crib, like one of the early or one of the early ones, but um, but yeah, being on that sideline, especially like the fans are definitely talking stuff to me, but honestly like. I love when people talk trash to me because I'm not yeah. someone really, even in games, I'm not really someone that buys into it. I'm more so like I laugh at it. I think it's really funny because I'm able to like turn my switch on and off like within drives. Like, you know, if someone's talking like trash to me in a game, like I can turn that switch off, like joke joke with them and like next play I'm doing what I do. And so I think it honestly motivates me. I love when fans are talking trash. So whenever we do stuff, yeah, like when when uh, they're running back, like through the, uh, the interception, like our whole silent was chanting Ollie. Because that's what they were doing the entire game, so I thought that was really funny. Mm. But I hope we see, I hope we see that team again. Honestly, you know, it's still in the air. I'm excited to play that one again. Because yeah, mm. what do you think about us not having them scheduled for Dude, the future? We're definitely gonna. It's gonna be a not out of conference game. Like there's just at some no point. Way. Yeah. Dude, That's what I'm saying. Like, get rid of it. I mean, not next it's one year. Of the most dominant. I, I bet you within three years. We we're gonna play them again. It's not yeah. like it's just something that happens. I mean, Georgia and Georgia Tech play every year. They're in different. Like, they're gonna make something like that happen. It's just, it's just yeah, a matter. There's no of way. There's that absolutely no way I can live the rest of my life listening to an Oklahoma State fan. But who won the last one though? But who won the last one though? Like, oh. Yeah, it's no. No, there, there's no doubt in my mind they're definitely gonna pick it up. It's just it's gonna make way too much money, and you know college football is all about the money. They're not just gonna let a, a rivalry like that, an in-state rivalry, just die. It makes no sense. Speaking of, I finally got your shirt. By the way, I, I should have worn it. Dang it, I slipped up. Only took like three I, weeks. I, I, don't have, I don't even have. Sorry, bro. There was a lot of shirts I got bought. I don't even have. I don't even have a pair. Coach Venables, it's all mine. But I I need some shirts. No cap. You still don't have one. Appreciate everyone. I haven't really ordered. They sent my family like a huge care package. So shout out to them. But I, I don't really have. That's saying I'm not going to wear my own merch. I'd rather wear another teammate's merch than my own. Yeah. So. Mm. But yeah, hey, do if you, have you a guys are listening, cop, cop my merch. Would really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Link in the bio. Link in the bio. Hey, no. Real quick, though. Real quick. I'm, I'm not going to say I don't like the harp on our guys much. Because I still know the guys. But let's talk about the offense for a little bit, okay? So I'm going to sum this up in just one play, okay? 
Or I'm, I'm gonna use one person. I'm gonna use one person. Drizzy Drake. Okay, I, I feel like this was the summation of our game. All right, Drake, twelve receptions, one hundred and thirty-four yards. Okay, is that a great career game? High, you know, career high for yards. Huh? Was that career high for yards? Yeah, 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 yeah. Career high. Yeah, one hundred thirty-four yards. All right, last play of the game. Roll out to the short side of the field, which I don't. I don't know if I I agree with the call because it's to Gabriel's I mean, left side. Dylan is a lefty. Yeah, I was about to say he is a lefty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like it's just like uh, you know it, it makes sense. I understand that part, but Drake has to push to the first down, then break. Which I'm sure he knows that now. I'm not harping on it, but small things like that. You know, you have the game of your life. And then it's just, ah, oh, then it's one pet play. All right. Nick, three receptions, 92 yards. All right. Great game. But open field drop. You know, wide open down the field. Drop pass. All right. Gavin, 13 carries, 111 yards. Another great game. Reminds me of Florida State. All right. Missing key holes and key plays on a third down that could keep the drive going, you know? So there's a lot of good. All right. And and much like the defense, Jerry, you talked about it earlier, you know, didn't necessarily play bad, but there were just small things that changed Mm -hmm. the game. Same thing for the offense. Drake, Nick, Gav, great game. But it was small things on both sides of the ball that ended up changing the course of the game. You know, college football, me and Brady used to talk about this all the time and, Braden would always say the margin of error is is so slim and it even becomes even smaller in the NFL. I think the average NFL score differential is like 4.4 points. Mm. A little bit greater than that in college cuz obviously. Mm. But um just going back to the overall differential side of things like this, small things like that over time change the course of the game. All right. Uh, next thing, though, I'm I'm done talking about the offense. Uh, Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. What What do you think, well, Danny? Well, it's not, now I watched the game, you know, so I can kind of like speak on it a little bit. Oh, but, what you um, well, I mean, obviously, you know, you say that, but like mistakes are always going to happen, 100. percent I think you know where we have to kind of improve upon is penalties and turnovers. You know, mm-hmm. we've we've been you know up until these last two games or two losses, we were very good at not being penalized. Now we've had, we've had 19 total penalties in two weeks. That is true. That, that is, I mean, you got to play disciplined football. Obviously mistakes are going to happen. You know, where you're playing football, mm-hmm. you're going to, you know, you run a route too short, you miss a hole, you miss a block. It's just the game of football. You know, you can't, you know, obviously on clutch moments, you got to make those plays, but throughout the course of the game, that happens all the time. You know, there was, there was times on that 35 yard run, we might've been a bad call, but we still had a position where, you know, if, if someone levers that ball back into the defense, instead of spilling it, or getting too thick on the block, it's a, a two-yard gain. It's uh, fourth down, and so that that happens obviously. But you know, penalties can't happen, especially pre-snap penalties. You know, we had a ton, we've had a ton of offsides on both sides of the ball, and you know that just has to get improved upon. Obviously, we're working on that this entire week, just being more disciplined. You know, we said at the beginning of the year, if we can describe this team as a disciplined team, we'll be like a winning team. 
And that's just kind of something that's changed. I think we should, we've we've been focused on it. So we've been focusing on it these past you know this past week and even before we just really need to improve on that. And then um, you know turnovers. You know we got to win the turnover margin. Obviously, you know we we lost it. Is uh, I think we might have been even last against Kansas, Jaren. Do you remember, or did we lose yeah. it down too? I think it was a wash against Kansas, and then we lost against Oklahoma. We, we lost, I think, by two. We were minus two, which is, you know, it's very hard to do that. I think you know you got to you got to get turnovers and you got to take care of the ball offensively. And you know, it's two weeks where we haven't won it, and I think that just dictates, you know, you know, winning or losing. And I would like to say we outrushed them. So, uh, yeah, we out we out we outrushed you know whatever whatever they got going on over there. All right, y'all. So, you know, when I was at OU, I used to get all the gear I could possibly dream of, man. Now I had to get it just like y'all. <laughs> the good thing, though, is that the podcast is sponsored by Homefield Apparel. You've heard us talk about Homefield Apparel ever since the start of the season. All right. There are a lot of college apparel brands out there, but we wanted to partner with Homefield Apparel because their designs are the best out there. You got the play like a championship T-shirt, the vintage quarter zip, the roughneck shirt, and of course, the 2023 Softball World Series Championship T-shirts, baby. Be sure to go to homefieldpair.com, filter by Oklahoma, and see what we're talking about. It's imperative that you look the part on game day and Homefield Apparel will make sure you do. All right. Our listeners get an exclusive deal using the code Prairie23. Y'all know what it is. That's Prairie23. That gets you. 15% off your first order. Find what you want, add it to the cart, and use the code PRAIRIE23 for 15% off. We know you're all wearing Sooner gear, so if you're in need of a refresh, we really think you should re-up using Homefield Apparel. Their designs are super unique, and a lot of thought goes into each concept. There's really nothing else on the market like what Homefield is doing. So find them at homefieldapparel.com, and again, use the code PRAIRIE23 for 15% off wrapping things up with Oklahoma State. The non-penalty on Drake. Did y'all see that play? Yeah, yeah, man. I saw it two years ago, too, with uh, T. West on the Yo, other side of that end zone. I saw literally the exact same play. All right, T. West. All right, that wasn't called. All right, early in that game two years ago, same thing happened with, with Mike Woods. It was called. But he wasn't tackled. And here I am looking at this game, and Drake was tackled in the back of the end zone. Like, what? Definitely one of the most controversial calls of the game that's been uh, widely discussed on the Twitterverse. Yeah. That one in, hey, uh, in and Vickers, Coach V. That, and Coach, Coach V's v, on Sports and Mike. That was crazy. The dude, the ref literally picks up the flag. Coach V says, like, two words, and then just picks it up. I just pick and just re-throws it. That, that it was, was super sus. Like, Looking like, at the angle, wild. I saw the angle on Twitter, like, Coach V, like, opened his mouth and the flag came out. And it's like, it was almost like the ref was waiting for him to say anything. And it was, you know, I don't know. And then there was that clip of uh, their coach, you know, like, running up to the ref and screaming. Like, that's wild. But, hey, honestly, you know, we're leaving the Big 12. You know, that's kind of what you expect. And at the end of the day, you can't rely on penalties to win you a ball game, you know? We just gotta play better throughout, so we're not in those uh, those situations. You know, we can't. If we're a great team, you know, we can't rely on that type of stuff at the end of the day. Obviously, it, it it does suck. It's terrible mm. when that when that happens or a missed call. You know, Drake's definitely catching that ball. He, he he still caught it. That's the best part. And um, yeah, we just gotta can't can't get try and get bailed out. You can't rely on penalties to go win you a ball game. Mm-hmm. 
So, hey, totally off topic, but Grinch, Riley. Crazy. Any comment? Um, hopefully Coach Odom has some job security. I love Coach Odom. You know, he's the reason why I came to OU. And he's a great coach. He he knows what he's talking about. He's legit. Maybe we can get hey, back over here. Real OU. quick, just I wasn't expecting you to say that, but I just want to point out that was a great response because I feel like oftentimes we forget there are actual people and families behind these decisions. Mm-hmm. No, dude. Yeah, if I can harp on Coach Odom, dude. When it was the uh, the bowl game and, mm-hmm. you know, it was really just Coach Stoops and, you know, it didn't really matter for any of those other coaches. You know, they knew they were, you know, probably leaving. Coach Odom took full control over that bowl game. He was helping out on special teams, defensive game plans, and he he really cares about the university, man. He didn't want to go at all. You know, he's someone that, you know, was an Oklahoma alum and just loved loved everything about it. So, you know, it's really unfortunate. He didn't I don't even think he really wanted to go to USC, but that's none of my business. But mm. I feel bad for Caleb. You know, obviously me and Caleb are pretty close. You know, we we still communicate, you know, pretty much after after some games. You know, we text after. You know, text him after that that Utah that loss against Washington. You know, you know it's tough for him. You know, but it is what it is. I guess he's kind of used to it. Yeah, I don't like how people are ridiculing him about his expressions and emotions. Like people, bro, like yeah, like, like people forget he's the best quarterback in college football. Like he's one of the best. Yeah, like he's a dude. The type, of, the type of people. I'll say this. I was talking to one of our guys on staff about this the other day Mm -hmm. they got brought up i will say this when you have gone through what a college player has gone through and you go through the summer workouts and the grind of a season you can relate and understand why that moment could be so emotional and it's the people that like don't really completely understand you know the the man in the arena aspect of it that are harping on him or saying that he's soft man like I, I don't know him personally, but like you can just tell that's a dude that has so much passion for the game and puts everything he has into every, you know, every snap and everything. And so when you do kind of like what we were talking about with Kip and why Kip was so emotional after the game, uh, when you put so when you put so much into a game and put almost your all into a game and you come up short, that's that's a really hard thing. You know, it's it's part of the game, but having those emotions that come along with it is just is just something that a lot of people actually just don't understand. And so. Mm-hmm. That's just my yeah, especially when when he you know when he sees his mom and like that clip that went viral when he saw his mom in the uh like in the stands. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 hard, Brent. It's, I hate to see him get like, hate for that because like realistically, like half the dudes that lose the game are in the locker room doing the same thing. Like like half the players yeah. are doing the exact same thing just in the locker yeah. room, probably even like worse, like weeping and stuff like that. And so like when it's a moment like that, bro, like yeah. And when he said mm-hmm. post game, like he just wants like go home and like cuddle with his dog. Like I felt it's that. real. Like, yeah, like, that's, so that, real dude. that's that's so lie. real. That's so real. That's so real. That that's coming from somebody who did it. Like I, I German Shepherd, eighty five pound dog. Just me and him. It's real. I'm thinking. Hey, about, I'm thinking about getting a dog. Yeah, Jeremy wants, uh, to, get a, Jeremy wants, Jeremy wants to get a wiener for, dog. I want to hunt for a wiener dog, <laughs> bro. I think I'm, there's I'm so- the world. Around the world, before y'all say something dumb, around the world in college football, hey, so we're ranked 17. Any comments on that? I, honestly, I, I could not one, care less. I couldn't tell you or... one ranking that we've had all year. I yeah. never even look at ranking because at the end of the day, why does it matter? It doesn't. Like if, if you win your game, you'll handle business. Couldn't care less. Yeah. Fair statement. All right. New week, West Virginia. I'll be there. 
not that that's important or anything, but what's the mindset like? You know, two not now not only is this a loss, but it's back to back. All right, how how are you guys approaching that, Danny? Have you said anything that you care to share on the podcast, Jaron? Anything you changed? Any anything you've realized as a as a as a young guy becoming experienced? You're developing into a leader. Um, how are you guys approaching this week? Any different? More so the same? You know, I'd say it's more so the same. You know, Coach V mentioned it. Uh, we're not defined by any win or loss. And I think uh, it just goes back to our process. You know, we're going to do what we always do. Uh, you know, win, lose, or draw. We're going we're to fall back to our process and the grind and, and the preparation it takes, you know, and the wins will take care of themselves. And it's kind of like what Drake mentioned. Like, we could be 0-8 and, and it would be the same for us, you know. We love what we do. We love we love putting the work in. We love staying late, watching film, and doing all this. You know, taking care of all that, and the wins will take care of themselves. Hey, that was a great answer than your interview last week, by the way. Compared Me? to, yeah. what did I say? I don't know, but it just it just sounded way better than yeah uh, um, your interview two weeks ago. I'm not the best interviewer. How I see that is, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of you say you got to like keep the process the same. But at the same time, you know, you've been a part of uh, some losses that happened and how some dudes kind of, you know, think the season's over and already have that, like, mentality, yeah. which, you know, it's human nature. It happens. So, you know, you kind of have to be on top of that and, like, look, like, obviously what we have done these past, like, two weeks weren't good enough. Mm -hmm. You got to say the process, you know, we have to do the same. But obviously it's some, you know, it's somewhere in that formula, you know, someone didn't do what they were required to. Someone didn't do what they did at the beginning of fall camp or those week one and week twos were how hard you were really going. So, yes, you know, we're 0-0 zero, zero every single week. The process doesn't change. But at the same time, it changed the past two weeks because we fell short and we weren't good enough. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I really, we really just need a, a deeper buy-in from the guys. Like, look, if you don't want to be here, bro, don't be here. You know, we, we will find other people that want to play for the University of Oklahoma. So you got you really got to buy in now and really – it's really moments like where you got to buy in, you know, really see how bad you want this because, you know, we, we still want to win, but there's still a lot of show all the goals we can accomplish. We got, I guess we're limited from college football play, uh, playoffs. So I guess that's not a goal on the table anymore, but <laughs> at the end of the day, we still can win a big 12 championship. We need to win out. We still can get 10 wins, but we got to get eight wins first. So we got to do everything we can. We still can get 10 wins, but we got to get eight wins first. I like that. We talked about it. A couple weeks ago on the last podcast you guys were on, I think that I mentioned the season doesn't feel like it starts for real. The great ones, anyways, until after you beat Texas. Texas. Mm -hmm. I've never beat Texas and Oklahoma in the season. Mm -hmm. How long can you pay attention to the little things, the details? Mm -hmm. You know? And quite naturally, it has shown up. You know, I didn't think that it would show up, you know, in, in two losses back to back, obviously. But this is just the reality of what we talked about before. It's not only, you know, the start of the season, but it's the middle of the season. It's it's the day to day. It's, it's your grades. It's taking care of your body. It's showing up. And making sure that you execute as a. Sooner, like, really, because you're going to do it when you get to the NFL as Brady. I wonder, like, as a matter of fact, let's just take a second. How do you think Braden feels about his schedule? Like, y'all are on what? This is, what, week seven? Eight? No. Week ten. Week ten. 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> week ten. I'm tripping. 
Braden's not even halfway there. You know? Yeah. No, it's not. I mean, 100%, you know, at the end of the day, obviously the NFL is more. But, man, these classes I'm taking stand. Like, I feel like I'd like it a little bit more if I wasn't taking these communication classes. I could right definitely now. play a double amount of games. So I was if I wasn't school. taking school right now. Yeah. If I let's talk about that. Let's, class. Let, let's, uh, let's put football down. How is school going, guys? Your, your students as well. I forget about that sometimes. Class? Oh, my gosh. Look, all right. This yeah, is we're literally cold. talking about this today. Like This, that, is, the, this, is, the cold, this is the cold, hard well, truth. Make, uh, make sure y'all remember now. You just said your communications major, so you don't have much yeah, of a wiggle room. I always change that. that. Dude, this is there, like a, no. It's like a filler. I'm staying with my communication. I'm in too deep. Hey, I'm, I'm going to graduate a semester early. Hey, I, I, I wanted to try and get a year early, but it was it was tough because I, I switched communications <laughs> so late. Like, look, I I was part of the 3.0 club, so like, you know, like I had a three, I have a 3.0 GPA. When I'm when I'm speaking from here on out, remember I have the 3.0 GPA, so mm-hmm. I'm not a total bum or sleeves. Qualified, in the I'm qualified. Like, look, I I'm passing my classes. Don't get me wrong, but look, this fall, like in the spring, is when I get my grades real up. Spring and summer, you know, that winter class, those are really my GPA boosters because look. I just told you guys I'm at the facility for 15, 14 hours a day. When the heck can I do homework? When can <laughs> I study for an exam? Like, the math is not adding up. Like, man? Like, realistically, yes, I could be studying for, like, my exam, but I'm recording this podcast right now. Like, Hey, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> hey, what type of exams do you have a, as a communication major? Some group project, I guess, or, like, write a paper. But, man, like, it's, like, all right, obviously my workload's probably not the most like the hardest yes not the like, craziest so thing ever we have guys on our team like like i was talking to zach schmidt earlier who if you guys don't know he's a uh biochemical engineer oh and there's there's only 27 people with that major in ou right now because it gets like so filtered out and he said probably three more people will probably have to change their major because of how difficult it is and so he's really balancing out and then he also on top of that wants to go to law school to become a patent lawyer so Good for Ooh. him. It's it it is possible to do that one hundred percent. You can be a student athlete. He has like a, over a four GPA. He is very studious. There's a lot of guys on the team like Hayden Bray. I always see him doing like schoolwork and Pierce mm-hmm. Hudgens and Owen, Owen Heineke. These dudes have phenomenal grades. They are very smart, and they can they manage both. But for guys like me and Jaron, who are you know we're smart. We're not. You know we're not. We're we're still no- bright people jocks all right we, we're not just yeah. dumb jocks but when i'm watching film for like 10 hours five six hours a day like mm-hmm. look like that's like me studying for my exam every single week let's be realistic here I, I, I care about my grades but in the fall it's just another type of monster it's it's so hard like the spring and all that is when i really like learn and like worry about getting the a's and the b's around i'm just trying to pass mm-hmm. honestly i think i took I took that for granted when I was there. I didn't, I didn't, I'm not going to say I didn't have to watch film much. I did watch film, but I didn't have to watch it as much as a bike linebacker or as a defensive guy in general. Cause you tell me my assignment, I'm smart enough. I'm going to remember it. I might rep it once and I'm good, you know, especially as a fifth year guy, you know, not much changes between outside zone, inside zone, 
maybe the combination of the play changes, but like other than that, it, it, it yeah. doesn't change too much. But for us, like we gotta know formation yeah. play changes. What formation we are on? What checks? What alignments on their splits? What receiver or tight end is where? If his outside foot is up, if he's on the ball, off the ball, what motions we're gonna see out of the formations? What run plays they do out of it? If they do tempo, what are they gonna do? First downs after a conversion. Down in distance, position on the field. Are they in plus territory? What set are they in? Who's in the game? How much time's on the clock? What type of move does that running back do? How does the quarterback, you know, attack the defense? Which running back is in? Is it an option option based defense? Do they gap scheme, stretch? Zone teams, gap schemes. Motion penalties, alignments. Hey, I haven't thought about this, but do y'all still do like the pregame questions, like right before the game? We do that uh, kind of on Tuesday. We got we got quizzes. Yeah, we, we get like we, we get quiz. No, we, we we don't we don't do what link we don't do what link did. We're like, oh, bro, I, I will I will say like I try not to talk about link as much on the podcast because I know how the fans feel. Okay, relax, relax. Okay, but I always thought that was super cool. Like I would always look forward to Kenneth Murray standing up and like just spitting like. All his assignments, like, what are they doing cover one? We're looking for this. What are they doing cover two? And he just talked for, like, two or three minutes straight. Meanwhile, it's, Jay Hall, what are we doing if they show cover two and we're in purple? Not lie to you, though. We do that on Tuesdays, and it's, like, we, pretty we, much the same thing. Well, okay. It's, be, it's at the beginning for, of the week. We do so it, don't know, Jeremy. What we would do, so we, you know how we do the lock of champions? Yep. So we would do that, except we'd all meet in the red room, and then we would, like, they would ask us a question about the game plan. Have to stand up and then talk about it right before the game. Nice. So it's kind of cool, but at the same time, I do remember Coach Odom telling DA like the answers to the question that he was going to ask, so he couldn't get it wrong. So like, who knows like how much really K nine really? I'm sure he probably knew the game plan down like the back of his hand, but he might have had a little cheat code and help from his coach. Ah, give him a lot, <laughs> man. So give him some credit. Hey, no, I I didn't even think about this until after you shot us a text. You missed Florida's finest last week. I know, Nick. I know. Me and Yeah. Hey, me and Nick, like for me being a young guy, like and him being an older dude, we were tight. Like me and him were pretty close. Mm-hmm. We we had a good bond. Like just so I, I did miss I do miss him. We we kinda keep in touch. So yeah. Nick's I probably not gonna Nick. this, but hey, yeah, I, I do love that guy, big old joker. Just so y'all know, I texted Nick like the day before and he was ready next day. Really? I appreciate I as a as a as a former player, yeah, you know, like you I appreciate, time. I appreciate small stuff like that. You know, just not too good. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. Nah. Obviously, there have been some people that have not been on the podcast, and I'm not gonna name everybody, but I wish we get some more participation, man. Jeez. Anyways, let me get out my feelings, fellas. How y'all feeling about this week? Yeah, West V. So, hey, West V is another team kind of heavy based off the run. Pretty mm-hmm. similar to Oklahoma State in terms of what they do offensively. I don't really know too much about what they do defensively. You know, from what I've seen, like I saw one play of their Mike linebacker and run the smack over on kickoff. We agree. Like, well, it was it was kind of funny. Like this dude gets killed. But um, I mean, they have a really good running. I feel like last year we made this running back like who he is. Mm-hmm. Who is who is that? Who is their running back? Their quarter? Not did I say quarterback or running back? We made their quarterback like who he was. Like we gave him his name because they had a uh, 
who was that dude who was at USC, then Georgia, then he went to West Virginia, now he's at Rice. Who was that dude? Uh, J- JT Daniels. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, JT Daniels. And then we I, we were we were going stupid on him. And they put in this their backup. And then he went stupid on us. And now he's been a starter ever since. So we kind of gave him his his debut. He's a good player. We're, yeah, he's a good player. Very mobile, very mobile quarterback. We didn't really see that he, last he's, week. He's the type of he's the type of quarterback that goes in the NFL and then turns to like a slot receiver. He's a little Julian mm-hmm. Edelman. Yeah, yeah. Coming, out, coming out of college as a quarterback, just plays slot. Dude he's can move. He's do it very all mobile kind of guy. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't like what he sees, he's going to tug it down and scramble. You never know. But you know, we got to stop the run. Supposedly the running backs like six one two forty. So I'm excited for that. What? Yeah, I see. Well, it. But if you, he doesn't if you look that big film, on film. Like, if he you doesn't look too film, forty, I don't think so. But that's what it says. Like number four, you can look it up. I don't think he's that big. Six one two thirty eight. Like right. Yeah. Like, but if you watch the film, you don't really look like look that Golly. big. Might have lost some weight since then. Also, they pride yeah. themselves on their O line. They uh, they're like quoted saying in interviews or whatever, their O line is the best part of their team. So, which I, I enjoy a challenge. One of y'all got to stick them, set the tone early. Yeah, I mean that was kind of the plan. Yeah, that's that's a big body. Like I don't think that's like above average for our listeners. Yeah, it's it's almost too big. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's like me. Like I'm six, pretty much six oh, two right. two forty five. <laughs> I'm just saying, right, one 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 man never took me down. Look it up. It, it took it took a whole gang to get you down. Yeah, Oklahoma State twenty twenty one five. Do- <laughs> Five dudes pile driving jail. <laughs> I give. Oh yeah. I give up. How many how many dudes were, were on you? <laughs> then you finally came down. When Jay Hall right, gets the ball, when Jay Hall gets the ball, we're gonna need a lot of dudes to come to give. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing you guys this weekend. I think that's going to wrap it up. Any shout-outs? Any, any shout-outs? Oh, lucky for Jay Hall. It's a night game, so the sun won't be reflecting off the top of his head. Yeah, bro. Hey, give me a hug shout whenever out. I see y'all in uh, the Walker Champs. Be able to see you. Okay. Um, yeah, shout-out Opolis. If you want to buy my merch, op- Opolis Clothing. Link in, in the bio. Link on Jeremiah's face. Oh. Alright y'all, that's all we have for this episode of the podcast on the prairie. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. We out.